Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We're back for Caravan of Garbage. We're working our way through the Transformers movies. How many were you going to hit, Mason, do you think? We'll probably do them all eventually. We're gonna we're gonna shoot for three initially, yeah. And depending on demand and our own mental states, we'll see how how much further we get. Exactly. Will we get to the good one? Who knows? <laughs> we may have also already passed it. Also, right. that being said, uh, I had not seen this one. Yeah, Transformers Two: Revenge of the Fallen mm. uh, since it came out at, at in theaters. Me too. And. Um, I always under the impression it was the worst one. I don't know if it is the worst one. I don't one. think it is the worst one. Isn't that bizarre? Because I think I was going into this going, I just remembered this being such a drag and being trapped in the cinema and the last 50 minutes is just sand being kicked up and people screaming as robots do somersaults. Well, here's the thing. You're absolutely right. And, and leave mate, a like. Is that the other that's thing? That's the other thing. Number one, leave a like. And two, leave a like for this idea alone. Mm. I think I've discovered the optimum way to watch... Michael Bay movies in the cinema. You mm. know, it's strange times all around, but what I think should be happening is you buy a ticket for the next Michael Bay Transformers extravaganza, right? It's maybe like 50 bucks. It's more than a regular ticket. Sure. But what you do is you go into the cinema, you see the glory of the huge screen up there, and then you go sit in your own model apartment, <laughs> like three walls, and then the, then the big screen. And then you can sit on the couch. Yep. You can look at your phone. Yep. You can make a sandwich. You can bring along your dirty dishes and clean them. By I'm the end of the movie, you're just like... <laughs> Oh, this experience wasn't that bad because you've been distracted a lot. <laughs> oh, look, it's John Turturro's butt. <laughs> I miss most of that. It's probably fine. That's probably fine, yeah. So the thing about this movie is it was heavily affected by the writer's strike. They got kind of three weeks into the main, mm. the crux of the story. Yes. But that being said, I don't really know how much. Did that really make a difference in the outcome of this movie? Because it's about as incomprehensible or comprehensible as the others yeah. in total. I mean, there's a few moments in this movie uh, mm. where I'm like, Hey, wait a second. How did how did uh, Megan Fox's character Michaela mm. get like an operational aggressive transformer through airport security in a little metal box and nobody stopped her? And I'm like, oh, writer's strike. Yeah. That's how she did that. <laughs> also, she puts her foot on the box and she's like, I don't have any killer robots. Right. And so they go, like, well, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. You are very attractive, so you absolutely would not. Yeah, I read that they had three weeks to put this script together. Yeah. And on the one hand, that's a quick turnaround for a Hollywood movie. But to be honest, if that was my full-time job, mm. like if I didn't have another job, I could probably knock this out in a week, I reckon. <laughs> and then I would have 
two weeks to show it to my friends, like you and my other friend. I don't, I don't want to look at it. Well, my other friend then. And then they could suggest, you know, corrections. And sure. then, then I'd have, you know, two more weeks to fix it. So. I don't know, because but these Transformers movies, like they, they've talked about how with the later ones, they've put this writer's room together to establish the universe. But it seems like that shit just gets thrown out the window anyway. And it's just whatever's happening. It's whatever's happening. It, whatever you want Earth to be, yeah. wherever you want the secret Cybertronian <laughs> artifacts to be, are they in a, in a pyramid? Are they in the centre of the Earth? Are they in a scepter? Who knows? It doesn't matter. You know, who's Cybertron this time around? Who's uh, who's who's Autobot Jesus this time around? It's Sam. <laughs> this time around, it's Sam. It's time, Sam, that's right. So Michael Bay described the tone of this film as Ben-Hur fused with Apocalypse Now. Okay. How, how many? I don't see many of those elements, but there's no tone There's a lot of this. helicopters. <laughs> there's helicopters. <laughs> there certainly are. Because like you mentioned, and this really kicked into gear for this one, all of these movies have some kind of magical artifact that they're going to chase that's going to alter the course of history for humanity and, and Cybertron. We had the Allspark, now we've got the Matrix, next one's the Space Bridge, then it's some kind of seed, then it's a staff or a sword or something. Mm-hmm. It's always, we've got to get this thing because it's the most important thing in the universe. But it's only like in an hour 29 that we find out what's actually going on and how there's some kind of device that's going to drain the sun of Energon that's in a pyramid. It's in a pyramid, you know, one of those famously unexplored uh, <laughs> monuments. You know how nobody's ever looked into a pyramid at all? <laughs> nobody's ever, like, tapped a brick on one of the pyramids and yeah. gone, this is entirely composed of alien metal <laughs> under this. Yeah, that's right. We never noticed. You, know, you only need to remove a few blocks as well to see what's going on under there, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think it is interesting in this movie, though, that it does sort of explore an ancient history between... Transformers and the people of Earth. I'm like, that's an interesting. These movies sometimes have good ideas with horrible execution and they have beautiful shots. In a rewatch, these movies have beautiful shots that disappear in the blink of an eye. Like, in this, this character introduces RC, you know, the, the, the first female Transformer, and there's like an incredible shot of her like tumbling over one of the the Decepticons, and, like, firing. And I'm like, oh, my He's God. a big wheel! I'm he's, a big wheel, he says! Exactly, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, I'll, I'll get a screenshot of that. Very difficult. She's on screen for not even a second. Like, the one shot. I'm like, that looks great if I could just... I'm hitting pause. It's not working. Well, if you recall, she was supposed to actually be in the first movie, but they were like, how do we explain gender and robots? You don't have to. You just put her in. They're talking robots. Right. It, it's fine. Hey, that one looks a bit more like a girl. Well, it's not. It's a robot. Okay. What does that one have an accent and that one doesn't? It doesn't matter. Some I'm, of them are racist stereotypes. In the last one, they just went internet. <laughs> yeah. Why are you? Why is that one British and that guy like a like a jazzbo? <laughs> internet. I don't internet, know. Internet. That's right. So let's talk about some new Transformers. So RC's in this. Yes. Now. In the movie, they're referred to as kind of one unit. They're all RC because there's three of them. Uh-huh. But it's also been said that, no, they're actually three distinct Transformers and they're not, they don't just have the same name. But Robert Orsi, who's one of the writers on this, said, no, no, that's, they're all RC. I don't think they gave it much thought beyond the design. Any thought? Yeah, any thought, mm-hmm. I, would, I would argue, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She does appear in a later movie in Bumblebee. Oh, as traditional cartoon yeah. RC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is... That's the best Transformers movie. We're not talking about the good one yet, James. <laughs> no, I just seconds. met the first five minutes of that movie. Oh, yeah, that's it's really the best Transformers movie. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. But the other ones that we get this time around, we get Soundwave, but he sort of looks like Soundwave. And he doesn't have the vocoder effect on his voice, so why even bother? He's not even blue. Right? He's a big satellite. He's not even a satellite shooting at 
cassette tapes. No, that's well, what he, I want. I want a big satellite shooting out cassette tapes that burn up in re-entry. That's what I want. <laughs> sure, yeah. He does, though, spit out uh, Ravage, of course, which is one of his. But then Ravage spits out a much less interesting robot that we have to watch for, for quite a bit of time. <laughs> You know, the really thin one? The two-dimensional robot, he, yeah. He does get despined at the end, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah. And they like, actually slow it down, so like we see it. Like somebody pulling the proms off a dandelion. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's it, exactly. Uh, Jetfire is a, is a bad guy, but he is actually a good guy, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got a beard, and oh, I'm sick of ah! <laughs> You know that scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for a really long time. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> but if you think that this movie is going to not feature any of your favourites, including any of your favourites that were absolutely 100% confirmed killed in the previous movie. Well, it doesn't matter because they're all back. Jazz, who was literally torn in two in the last movie, he's just back. But sometimes they can just be back. Yeah. But the weird thing is that a lot of like the problems in this movie, they're like, oh no, Optimus Prime is dead. He's gone forever. You brought Megatron back with a piece of cube and you have a bit of the cube. Like you have it. You've been carrying it this entire movie. And also Jazz is back. Yes. So exactly, you can yeah. just bring... Just do whatever he did. <laughs> yeah. Did they just glue him back together? <laughs> just glued him back just together. Just a blowtorch? Just, just welded a couple of... Just spot welded a couple of points together and he's fine. There's no consequences in any of these movies or logic to it. Well, no, no. There's there's plenty of logic. Here's how it works, James. Megatron's dead from the previous movie, right? He was. He, he, Why didn't they shred him? He's irreversibly dead, James. So all you have to do is you send five Decepticons to the bottom of the, the ocean, to the deepest yeah. part of the trench where he's left. Then you sacrifice one of the Transformers for spare parts to put him back together, leaving four Transformers. Then Megatron uh, comes back to life. Then there's five Transformers. Then six Transformers escape from the ocean depths. <laughs> it's as simple as that, is it's it? It's as simple as that. It's I did just not simple notice mathematics. That. <laughs> That's really funny. So a big point of this movie, you mentioned it, but Optimus Prime dies in a, in a pretty good spinning around forest fight. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're in a forest. Yeah. You don't see a lot of forests in these movies. And the trees are splintering and he's like, hang on, Sam! <laughs> You know, there's that kind of yeah, thing yeah, going yeah. on. Everyone's really sad and whatever. And the problem with these movies are, I find... Bring me back, however, we brought back jazz. <laughs> <laughs> How we did it is, uh, I'm dead. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. It was very simple too. But I think a big problem for a lot of these movies are, there's not a lot of Optimus Prime in them. He always seems to disappear halfway through these movies. It happens in later movies as well. And it would just be nice if we spent the majority of the time, at the very least, Transformers we know and like. Because Bumblebee is there, right? But he doesn't say anything. He's he's barely a personality in this. He's just kind of a big, sulky baby. But apparently right? people like that. People like big, sulky babies who talk in the voice of Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But there's him. Then you've got the racist twins, who were maybe the worst characters in all of these movies. And yet, they're the biggest success. You know why? Because they set the trend for every other movie, which is just all the Transformers constantly arguing and roughhousing. Yeah. This one really, there was a little bit of that in the first one. Sure. But this just really set in stone, should we give each of these Transformers a personality? No, let's just have them scuffle. Yeah. <laughs> scuffle and say catchphrases in weird accents. There's the horrible little creep, you know, the little sp- the little remote control. The hump droid. Yeah, that's... Really the hump droid. Really the hump droid. And there's just a, there's that... A lot of humping in this movie. A lot of humping in this movie, A lot of humping, a lot of, humping, movie, yeah. lot of farting. Yeah. Um, well, these are the things I feel that Michael Bay finds funny in these movies. Because, like, you'll see a butt, like, one day... Yeah, you <laughs> that make, is funny. You see a butt. I see where he's coming from. No wonder he makes so much money. But, like, there's that jet fire does a big fart and a parachute comes out. There's there's two dogs humping at one point. Which makes me wonder, do you, you, you have to... There must be a company out there that specialises in humping dogs on film. Like they trained him to they do They trained it. him to do that, They right? would have to be, yeah. You have to, Baze picked up the phone. He's like, give me some humping dogs. <laughs> no, weirder looking ones. 
Just little squirrely chihuahuas that can hump. That's what I need for this. <laughs> That's right. Humpdogs.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of, some of the wonderful human characters in this movie. Yeah. Uh, one of is one of whom is uh Sam. Sam goes to college in this one. Yeah. And he's yeah. got a, just some just some cool roommates. And one of them is like a budding internet entrepreneur. Mm. And he's uh he's pushing his website, thereeleffingdeal.com. Sure. FYI, I checked it out, it's available. So uh, somebody if, grab it. If anybody wants to blackmail Paramount, <laughs> now's your chance. Because that movie is on every streaming platform. And if you wanted to, you could do anything. You can do anything. I mean, something nice. I mean, yeah. But really, yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that used to be a promotional tool for the other movies. But now it's but not. I guess that's lapsed, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So. You mentioned human characters because that's the bulk of this movie, really. And so much of this is like Sam and Michaela, they love each other so much. They'll never stop loving each other but until, they one, can't of them, say it, until can one of them gets fired. It's excruciating. And his best mate who he goes to college with, it's just a mini John Turturro. That's what they've yes, done. That's true, like yeah. a less interesting John Turturro. And then they finally pair those two up and it's like, yeah, this is what I want to see. I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of you know, expecting that they, wanted, they would have the heart to heart at a moment. They'd be like, boy, one day I'm going to meet my long lost son and I'm going to give him the other half of this medallion <laughs> that I constantly hold to my heart. <laughs> Wait a second. I've got half a medallion too. Never happened though. It's a shame. No, it really didn't. I wish Sam's parents were dead. I've just made that note. I just think they don't contribute anything. There's supposed to be a touching moment where he's like, run, dad. He's like, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. You needed Michael Bay to stand up in the back of the scene and be like, that's what this movie's about. <laughs> it's about letting go of your children. That's what I do with all these movies. I just shove them out the door and then I never think about them again. I don't think twice. There's no continuity from one to the next. I don't even think about like it. Like my actual children. <laughs> that's how this works. I watched a bunch of behind the scenes stuff and it just reinforced a few things to me about these movies. This is peak Michael Bay. And seeing him on set, I know he gets a lot of flack and whatever, and he, and he certainly has his problems and puts very problematic and awkward and stupid things in his movies. But I do like watching his high energy and his kind of manic nature. There's going to be a compilation. Ben's going to do it. It's incredible. But it's just... Just a madman running around yelling at people and everyone kind of hates each other and they're all making fun of each other. It's, it's actually quite, it seems like it's quite fun and also dangerous on set because there is that the world's big. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just on camera explosion happened during this movie. That massive airstrike, yeah. yeah. Which has since been surpassed. Yeah, it just seems like an insane place to work. The biggest airstrikes... And the, the biggest amount of product placement. Yes. This one broke the record, apparently, at 47 product placements in that, this movie. That must have been shattered by now, though, I'd I would say right? so, yeah. yeah. Probably by another Transformers movie. No doubt. Did you enjoy uh, the... Jo- no, oh. but go on. <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy when the Jordanians rolled in? And they're like, it's the Jordanians have come to save us in two helicopters. Oh, they've been shot they've down been shot down it. Yeah. So here's the thing, because they filmed some of this in Jordan. Yes. And my guess is they had to put that in for... I have a piece of trivia here for you, James. The royal family? The Jordanian royal family, (laughs) who love Transformers 2007, provided the Royal Jordanian Air Force for assistance. I don't know anything (laughs) else about the Jordanian royal family, but what I do do know is they collectively loved the movie Transformers 2007. (laughs) That's what brought them all together. There was going to be a civil war. There was going to be a coup. Oh, really? The the royal family is going to splinter from the inside (gasps) in 2007, but then they saw Transformers... And, and whatever their version of Harry and Megan was decided to stay. Is that That's right? Exactly, absolutely. Terrific. Right. Yeah, yeah. But even then, if they love these movies, surely they couldn't be happy with their contribution to this. Here they come. Oh, no, forget it. Don't worry. That's right. They're just. Devastator's a mess, isn't it? Doesn't look like anything. I mean, it's supposed to look <laughs> no. like a gorilla, I guess, or a, or a yeah. giant anteater or something. I mean, it's obviously a technical marvel because it's apparently just crashing computers, building this thing, like trying to, trying to get it to run. Even making a frame of that thing work is just incomprehensible in terms of computing power. But it's just like, what is this even? What are you even doing? There was it's, a mu- a, it's a massive framework for a, for a scrotum joke, is <laughs> yeah, what it is, ultimately. Yes, You're not wrong. They just needed a thing. They were like, what's... They just needed a thing that does a sky beam. Yeah. Well, the, the equivalent of a sky beam. But they're like, well, we did sky beam last time, probably, and we're going to do it next time. So what do we have this time? Big, big vacuum? Yeah, big, big vacuum will good, do it, yeah. yeah. To unveil the sky beam. That's exactly right. Yeah. But the thing about the, the final segment of this movie, which we, we talked about up top, it's so chaotic and incredible and loud that it just kind of, it washes over you and becomes nothing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just noise. When I was watching yeah. the behind the scenes of this, they're detailing how they split a battleship in half. And it's just the complexity it took to recreate this thing digitally and then blend it with the real life one and make it happen. And I'm watching this and I'm like... I don't remember this in the movie. Like I, I sat down, I watched it, yes. but I do not remember this happening at all. Mm. And look, should we be critiquing these movies we barely remember? I mean, probably not, but hey. <laughs> That's a critique in itself though, isn't it? <laughs> hey? Mm? Hey? Mm? What, are you going to make us watch him again? I don't think so. <laughs> Never again. Never again. So the scrotum bit that you mentioned though, the, the, yes. po- the point is... The legendary scrotum bit, sure. John Turturro has to, has to tell the army where it is so they can shoot it with their new laser. 
But yeah, like it's they a ra- can it's a railgun, James. Whatever, man. But they can see it, right? <laughs> we we'll get emails about yeah, the big laser. We get gun. them anyway. It doesn't <laughs> fuck it. It doesn't matter. So the navy can already see it, but he's yeah. giving them coordinates. Just, just look. Just say, look at the pyramid, and there's a monster on top of one of the pyramids, and shoot the monster. On Find the pyramid. the pyramid on Google Earth, <laughs> yeah. and just just hit all the pyramids. Who cares? Yeah, at this it doesn't point? matter, does it? And the other thing is, who's going to stop you, the Jordanians? <laughs> they sent their entire military. <laughs> And the other thing is, if you've got a giant laser, it's a laser, isn't it? Yep. Just have them shoot the thing that's inside the pyramid. You know what I loved about this movie? What'd you love? A bit when Shia LaBeouf went to Autobot Heaven and some ghosts told him that he was a great Autobot leader. And um, that was good. And they're that's like, you're, good, the, right? you're the true Optimus Prime or whatever, mm. whatever that bit was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What baffles me about those primes of old, how they were so uh, insistent that, that the fallen, the fallen prime... Main villain of this movie. We haven't brought it up. It's not. It's not really bad. He's not it? anything. They're, now, they're never anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> his head looks slightly more like a cucumber than the other villains. But that's, that's right. It. That's exactly. his defining characteristic. There's a new one in every movie. There's the Leonard Nimoy one. There's Gunface. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it. But the idea that it's so important that this guy never gets the matrix of leadership that they decide to just huddle around it and become a cave. What are you thinking? <laughs> you think a rock wall is going to stop him? What's it did for a million years, though. I guess so it did, didn't Joke's it? on you, isn't it, James? Yeah, but but those ice cream van brothers just tumble <laughs> through the wall by accident and find it. Yep. Also, if you really wanted to protect it... You know, just, just the movie a, had to happen, James. Sure. But if you really wanted to protect it, just sit in a circle around it and just point your guns. Do that. Do that for a million years. It seems like a better idea. The other thing about the Matrix of Leadership is... And look, I'm a bit more vague on this movie version. You can't just use it. From the, the original movie, mm-hmm. the, the, the 80s one... Galvatron the wears... The original movie, the first movie ever made. I That's remember right. it vaguely. Galvatron wears it around his neck like he's Flavor Flav. But it doesn't really do anything unless you're kind of worthy. You know exactly what I mean? Exactly right, yeah. I don't, I, just, I don't know, man. It's just a thing to get, isn't it? Well, there's different rules in these movies, which is to say there are no rules. <laughs> okay, That's sure, how this works. Yeah. Look, here's some, here's some miscellaneous uh, some stuff that I noticed. I, oh, I, hope, I hope you wouldn't mind if I go through it. Um, special shout-outs to the absolute poindexter of a presidential liaison. Oh, who just, my God. Who just, he's not wearing a bow tie, but when I think back, he definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just wandering through and being like, I think you'll find that the... I th- think you'll find that these, this message from the president says that I should show up and just ruin everything <laughs> for everyone. I think that's my whole job. I think I think the Autobot should get out of here because, I mean, what else... What else is the the Decepticons here for except to look like look for the corpse of their leader and a piece of the artifact that can resurrect him and uh, the locations of which I will say out loud to anyone who happens to be eavesdropping, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then they get rid of him, don't they? They do, yeah, they, yeah. They, get, they get rid of him in classic 80s action movie style, which is to put a parachute yeah. on him and then jettison him out of a plane. That's maybe he survives, maybe he doesn't. No, he does. He's on the ground later, you see him. No, but they don't know at the time. No, well, they? they definitely don't know. That's actually not a bad sequence, mm. the play where they get rid of him. That's a classic throwback. That's true. I also mentioned in the previous movie that this one has the best joke in it, and it oh, does. Oh, I found it here. I've written it here. Go. I think I know what you're talking about. Yep. It's when uh, Sam Witwicky says to a, uh, a, a fraternity dude, mm. sorry, the driver of this car is off to buy you a tighter shirt, and the guy's like, there isn't a tighter shirt. <laughs> We checked. That's yeah. a good joke. It is a good joke. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm here for it. Good joke award. Ding. <laughs> I mean, all, all humour is subjective. Some people find the testicle bit fun when Megan Fox is lying on someone's testicles. And it's yep. like, you're squashing my testicles. The Decepticons sure dropped Sam Witwicky uh, from a helicopter at a very impressive height and somehow 
still expected him to be alive after they cut his car in half. <laughs> Remember that bit? Oh, yeah. You know that guy they famously need alive? Yeah. Because they the, the information he's they got need, a, He's got too much. It's, it's all in his head. And Rain Wilson's like, I don't like this guy. Just drop him off a heli- just drop him out of a helicopter and just, just get a great height. Loptimus Prime was fine. Saw his car in a bit and be like... <laughs> Probably still be fine, won't he? Won't have, this won't scramble his brains. No, not at all. Also, another speaking of speaking of Rain Wilson. Yeah. I, what I did enjoy is that uh, he's he's meant to be like I think a Harrison Ford Indiana Jones esque yes. professor subverted, where all the students are in love with him. Mm. It's class number one, semester one, astronomy one hundred and one. Why are they all in love with him already? <laughs> It's very odd. That is very odd. One of them picks up a dirty apple <laughs> that he's eaten off the ground. Is like, mm, thank you. Bounced off his shoe as well. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ladies, stand up for yourselves. Have some self esteem. Agreed. I mean, it's famous actor Rain Wilson. You would have seen him from The Office. Good point. Exactly. That famously grotesque character. No one you'd fall in love with him. Here's a piece of trivia. When being attacked by Grindor, Leo screams, "We're gonna die!" This was the catchphrase of the Maximal Rat Trap, who appeared in Beast Wars Transformers. Come then, on. I'd say this, <laughs> that's a stretch. It's a, I would say if, if you're going to give that, if you're going to say we're going to die is a catchphrase, probably applies to a lot of people. You yeah, know? absolutely. A lot of characters in, in film history. Uh, I've written here the, uh, the scene where the Decepticons interrogate Sam is uh, just the one from The Matrix, but it's got 10 years more advanced visual effects, but it looks worse. Yeah, 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 totally. So that's great. That's great stuff. If I saw The Fallen broadcast uh, his message to Earth... Mm on a television, like my, my regular TV broadcast was interrupted by this message, this sinister message from the Fallen, I would definitely wonder what flavour of Mountain Dew they're selling. Because <laughs> yeah, like, they're a new flavour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where can I get it? Yeah. This broom's incredible, this talking broom. <laughs> I want to do what he says. <laughs> uh, I've written here, uh, Optimus Prime, after his death, gets dumped onto a tarmac like a sack of manure. <laughs> I really enjoyed that a lot. so much. It's a good fun. Like they, they, they don't even gingerly <laughs> drop him down or like reverently drop him to the tarmac. There's a sweeping instrumental score of this incredibly tragic thing that's happened and they just bang! <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Uh, I do want to talk about Optimus Prime, actually. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so, he's awful. Oh, yeah. He point blank worse. executes somebody at the start of this movie, but he's like, ha, ah, the fallen will rise. And Optimus Prime is like, shut up. Shoots him point blank. Mm. I mean, I feel like he also gets worse in these movies as they go, but there's a moment where he comes back and, he, and they're like, get up, Optimus. So Jetfire gives him his parts so he can kind of become this hybrid kind of situation and defeat the fallen. This bonus toy. That's bonus toy, that's right. Walmart exclusive. Yes. Doesn't say thank you. And then he says, Rude. Yeah, I know. Then he says, let's roll. And then he flies off. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Semantics. And then what he says just before he destroys the fallen. He says, <laughs> give me your face. That's right. I rewound it. I put on subtitles. Yep. He definitely says it. It's not a reference to like a cartoon thing as far as I know. It's not a pun. No. It's not a thing that the fallen said earlier. And no. it's an ironic poetic death for him. He just says, give me your face. <laughs> And then, after he's finished with the jet fire parts, he just shrugs them off onto the ground like they're nothing and yep. walks away. There's not even an acknowledgement of him. It's it's like great work, Sam. You did a really good job. You're the you're a true mm. hero. What about that dude you just fucking flew around with and then dumped like a sack of potatoes? Mm, I mean, right. I guess that's how he was treated. So yeah, that's true. Whatever, I guess. As long as Sam's fine, I guess yep. that's the important thing, isn't it? That's right. It's look. To be honest, it's not as bad as I remember. Yeah. It's but I, again, mitigating factor of yeah. if you're not in the cinema, you can do anything you, you want. You do anything you want. That's right. And that goes for life in general. Or if it? you're in my new invention, the Cinema Cube, <laughs> the <laughs> Cinema Apartment, the Cinema Apartment. Cinema Apartment, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's the. 
Maybe it's it's my memory. I think of the the Mark Wahlberg ones that may be tainting may everything be, in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just consistently just nonsense movies that have worn me down over over the years. But genuinely surprised that I wasn't like I hate this so much because it's it's ex- it's exactly what you think it is, mm, right? For good or ill. You get that thing, don't you? Yeah, absolutely do. Just put some Transformers we like in it, though. Can we see them and hang out with them for a little bit, please? Do you know what I mean, though? Uh, let me answer that right now. No. <laughs> we may not. For at least another decade. Is that how this works? <laughs> I think that's how it works, yeah. Anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. We do this every week. You can actually get these videos early, Ooh. plus the extended audio editions at bigsandwich.co. If you sign up, they go up early every week, don't they, Mason? They absolutely do. Plus a bonus podcast and some other fantastic stuff like movie commentaries. Fantastic. But, you know, fantastic. Fantastic that's stuff. cool. Yeah, yeah. You better believe it. Uh, next week we'll be back for... The Another one of these, the next <laughs> one. Patrick Dempsey's in it. I don't think I've seen this one. Oh, really? This, maybe, this, this, maybe this is the mystery worst one for me. I don't know yet. This is the one without Megan Fox. Where they have replacement Megan Fox, huh. and they're like, "What do you think of this?" And I'm like, "Worse." I actually. bet. I bet worse. <laughs> Not surprised at all. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that, including the situation. Long-suffering Megan Fox. But, I yeah. Would say. You're not wrong. So we'll talk about uh, obviously that situation about how that kind of unfolded next week, along with whatever else pops into our head about this stupid franchise. But look, hey, if you like it, that's cool. Once again, there's stuff to like in these. You and know? you're allowed to they like whatever great. you want. There's a lot of spinning and exploding. Yeah, that's if right. You're, if you're a big fan, if you subscribe to Spinning and Exploding Monthly, <laughs> then you're gonna, definitely going to get your fix in this one. How does that get delivered, that magazine? Probably um, just regular way. Just through. a regular through, <laughs> through, the, through the mail slot yeah. of your sin apartment. Oh, very good. Mm. Yeah. We also have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. comes out every Monday morning if you do want to check it out. And subscribe here if you want because there's videos all the gosh darn time every minute of the day. Every there? minute you're alive. That's right. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next week for... I'm just Googling it. Dark of the Moon? Yes! Dark of the Moon. Thank I know. You. I know that much. <laughs> Great. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.